Hey, checking in for week week three, episode four of A Culture Conversation. I am your host, Mr. Twin GQ of TGQ Inc. We're here on our platform with a special guest, none other than Scarborough's own Daniel Mullins. Thank you, good sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on our platform for this amazing uh, conversation, man. So before we get into our talk, we just, every time we give our, you know, our guests an opportunity to share who they are, uh, a little bit of what they do in their industry, and um, then we get into some talk, man. So, you know, I'll leave the mic for you to introduce yourself. All right. Thank you again for having me. Uh, Daniel Mullings uh, from Scarborough, you know, um, professional basketball player. I think this is my uh, sixth year out. Um, it's been a crazy journey. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, but um, you know, thankful for it all. Uh, a lot of lessons that I've learned and able to turn it into, uh, you know, a lot of negatives into positives. Um, you know how it is growing up in, um, you know, in Scarborough, and it's just tough. Just growing up, everybody, especially when we were younger, everybody's playing basketball. It's literally a battlefield every day yep. uh, that you wake up, whether it's going to school. You play outside of school, you know, uh, rec, the Y, it's just a battle. And, um, you know, building tough guys, tough mentalities and basketball players, I think, is a um, we can thank the, our environment for that. Absolutely. Um, uh, myself being a Scarborough native, man, I can relate to that. And, um, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit about your upbringing, man. Um, obviously, growing up in one of the toughest inner cities, as mentioned, Scarborough, how were you able to, you know, Turn to sports at an early age. Obviously, you know, you have two brothers as well. So just tell me a little bit about your childhood and obviously growing up in the inner city, man. How is sports something that, you know, caught your, your attention from early on? Um, well, sports caught my attention. Uh, you know, we're, my family, we're an athletic family to begin with. Um, my mom and my father, they didn't play basketball, but, you know, uh, ran track. Uh, played soccer, things like that. So athletics was in the family, and I think I kind of got onto it, um, you know, from my cousin. She um, she was a little older than me, and uh, she she played ball like in the West, and we used to go out there um, in the summertime. And, you know, we spent a lot of summertimes in the West, and um, I seen her love and her passion for basketball. She really loved Allen Iverson as well. So I seen that love and that passion, and. Um, it helped me fall in love with the game as well. And then just as being young and just being around outside uh, school and you see everybody playing basketball and doing all kinds of score, uh, sports. But I think basketball, it just, I don't know, it just chose me. And I fell in love with it and um, yeah, I've been running with it since. Dope, man, dope. And it's, it's crazy because I feel like, you know, back in the late 2000s and even in the early 2000s, if you lived in Scarborough, basketball is like the first thing you turn to, you know, and it's crazy now because, you know, a lot of these kids are inside and they play a lot of games mm -hmm. and Fortnite and stuff like that. But, man, we, we used to just, just hoop every day, all day. <laughs> yeah, it's, like you said, it's crazy uh, that the kids nowadays are just inside. You know, they, you got the iPads and the tablets that's uh, consuming all their time effort and energy, whereas uh, growing up in our younger days, it was all about being outside. As soon as you can be outside, we was outside. Like after school, you barely can drop your bag down before you right back out the door. Yeah. And uh, you're linking up with your friends and yeah. your brothers and things like that. So 
Um, it's just a different climate and time. And um, I, I can tell you one thing. I'm thankful for growing up the way we did because Absolutely. I felt like it, uh, it helped uh, build character within us. And um, it, just, it just showed us how much we just loved the game of basketball. You know what I mean? I felt like basketball just brought uh, it's a big brotherhood and it brought a lot of us together being no matter where you're from what side of the city you're from that we all have that one thing that's in common and that's that love for uh, basketball which helped us yeah for sure and I feel like that's like a like a secret fraternity you know I think when we're, we're growing up you know there's there's guys like you that might be you know a couple of years older that we looked up to as like the savior you know, obviously, when we're in high school, we're looking, you know, at the older guys that really paved the way for us, but also that we aspire to be, you know, so having a guy like you in our community that we could kind of kind of look up to and be like, damn, like it's possible, you know, seeing you transcend the culture of the sport in our city and going out to do incredible things at uh, the Division One level, man, really, you know, showed us, you know, growing up that there was hope outside of our environment. You know, so um, obviously growing up in Scarborough, there's a lot of, um, you know, negativity that's, you know, surrounding the kids. Right. So if I was to ask you, you know, how you were able to navigate through that world of, you know, drugs and, and violence and stuff to find your your path and honing on your skills. Um, you know, how would you say you did that? Um, I would say for me personally and, uh, you know, for a couple of people around me, things like that, it was for me, a big thing is just kind of understanding and knowing yourself, you know what I mean? Because um, if you don't, you can get caught up in in the wrong things like real fast, hanging around the wrong people or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like You don't even have to do anything, but it's just by association sometimes you're just hanging out. Because we, you know, you can't even fault anybody because we all have friends that don't might not play ball, Absolutely. you know, as serious as us, but they're still our friends and we still are brothers and we still love them. So at any time possible we want to hang out with them you know what i mean and share that that love with them and just spend time but it's there's a time and place for everything and you know you can't get caught up in certain spots where you're not ready for you know what i mean and i think that was just like a that was a big thing like my mom kind of uh instilled in, in all of us and i kind of recognized it earlier you know basketball it took a lot of my energy and my focus anyways and that's what I was kind of like hooked on. So more so any there, anywhere there was basketball, I was around, you know yeah. what I mean? And I kind of knew who I was and um, knew I didn't want to be involved in certain things. So I just tried to, you know, um, get away from that or, you know, take myself out of that not even put myself in a position like that, you know? And uh, of course things happen, you know what I mean? It's, sometimes it's out of our control yeah. and, and all of that. But as long as you try as hard as you can to just you know, keep your head straight and to lock in and focused. And, you know, that's the best thing I would, I think you could do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's crazy because when you're growing up, you don't know right from wrong in terms of your surrounding and your influence. You know, you might be with somebody that's totally, you know, has bad energy or they're not on the type of time that you're on, right. you know, but at the end of the day, they're your friend. So, right. And sometimes you don't understand, like, you know what I mean? We're yeah. kind of blinded. We're kind of blinded by it because you kind of, grew up with a certain person yep. you know what I mean and yep. as we get older certain people are go down different avenues because you start mm. to gain interest in different you know different paths and things like that but um so sometimes hanging around a person you know due to his experiences or things like that it might take you down a, a bad path you know what I mean or a different path that 
that you're not ready for, you can't handle. Whereas he's already been through that and he's kind of used to it. And so he's able to um, kind of live through and continue on. But like I said, it's kind of just being able to decipher the two, the two different worlds, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously going into your high school um, experience now when, you know, you're at Laurier High School, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, that high school choice and, you know, your time there, you know, obviously going there and doing incredible things, you know, really putting that program on the map. So just kind of talk to me a little bit about that, that experience. It was crazy. It wasn't even my choice to go there. Yeah. Like, like I didn't, uh, my, well, I wanted to go there, but my mom wanted me to go to West Hill mm. because at that time, like Laurier wasn't. I didn't know what was going on in Laurier. I didn't know no basketball players over there, right? And all you see is West Hill. You see Jay Sharp, you know what I'm saying? Denim, everybody. You see everybody going, everything that's going on. And so she wanted me to go there, right? And she wouldn't let me sign up on the day of. Like, she was oh. like, you're not going there. Because the issue was, is when you're submitting your, where you want to go to high school, um, they said I was one street off. Oh. from West Hill being my home school. So yeah. basically, if I was on this side and if I was on the other side, West Hill would be my home school. But oh. Because I was literally two steps away on the other, other side. side yeah. They said, it's not your home school. Uh -huh. So they, they made it difficult and they didn't, uh, they didn't want me to, to go there. So she tried everything she could. Mm. Walked me up at West Hill, tried to let me talk to all kinds of athletic directors and people over there. And um, they just made it tough and weren't having it. So... It was literally that last day of registration for school, and I had no choice but to go register for uh, Laurier in the end. And um, it was kind of cool for me. Like, I wasn't tripping because all my friends that I grew up with in um, going, elementary yeah. school were going to Laurier, right? And at that time, she was thinking about um, basketball and opportunities for me in basketball, right? Because the West Hill is such a powerhouse. But for me, I'm looking at, man, I don't know them people over there. I want to hang out with my friends and um enjoy the time with those guys and then um so finally found myself over there and uh the beginning was tough as well for me because like i was really short like i was really i was probably like five four no more than that yeah. in the ninth grade and so made the team but didn't at, at the beginning didn't play as much even though i should have didn't play as much, and then as the year went on, played more, more things happened, you know how it is. Yeah. Played more, and then showed some upside. So then, um, and that team was like ninth, uh, 10th grade together. Okay. So I was kind of excited for the following year because I knew it was, it was just all 10th grade, right? It yeah. was all of us just in 10th grade, so it was going to be easy. I'd be like, all right, now I'm comfortable with this team, with this set of guys, and we'll be all right to go forward. And um, I think that's what kind of helped me go and start start up like my actual like basketball making noise. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, that ten, I had a good year that year. We made some noise, um, but we still didn't beat West Hill. And that was the that was a lot of talk. Is uh, we haven't we didn't beat West Hill for like the last five or six years. Okay, so that was like the big monkey so on the back. So that was the big monkey on the back. Like every year, no matter what, 10th grade, we play everybody second, lose to West Hill, mm -hmm. right? Then the following year, 11th, same thing, lose to West Hill. Um, it was just like, we just couldn't get the monkey off our back. But then I felt like my senior year, 12th grade, and that's when I was kind of arrived and it was like, I'm here. Nice. Like, this is my team. 
uh, got a whole bunch of great role players around me guys that are committed f to their roles and um we finally got over that hump and uh we beat uh, west hill that year and they had a fake big three that year too but <laughs> we beat them yeah and then from there on beat them the following year too so we finally got that monkey off the back and i feel like that helped um you know uh, bring my name make my name bigger and kind of ring bells more around the city where everybody's kind of interested like mm. who's this guy you know what i mean yeah like, we see him a little bit but what's going on yeah All right so that's when you know you're that's when daniel became daniel mullins and that right. was a, a turning point to your career right that's okay. when you know what i mean that's when i kind of got my name that's when mullings started ringing around and mm. then you know invitations to all-star games you know like the all canada classic yeah that that's where it sprung about and i feel like that all-star game too really catapulted me to mm. the next level yeah and you have the whole marketing thing of you know the posters and stuff like that right. so that really helped get your name out as well so um you're in your your last year of high school now um you know going into college now did you obviously you had dreams of you know playing division one and aspiring to have a great career but how did the whole recruiting process going of you know you choosing New Mexico State University as uh, your college choice? Um, that was like a crazy process as well because I mean I didn't have a lot of um, offers mm -hmm. coming out of if any at all I didn't have a lot of coming out of um, high school um, I didn't qualify right away and so at first I was going to go like the JUCO route okay. Right? I was gonna go there and then I had a couple options between like a, a JUCO in Texas and then uh, one in, excuse me, and then one in uh, Florida, okay. like Tallahassee. Okay, T -T TTC. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, a couple guys went there, like yeah. Marvell, uh, Javal too. Coombs, yep, Javal. Javal. Yeah. So there was a good amount of guys that went there. So, man. I remember I was talking to the guy, the coach at Tallahassee, and I was I was telling him I didn't talk to my mom, but I was telling him like, "Yeah, man, I'm coming, I'm coming." I talked to Marvell, talked to Javal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. And then uh, we had a coach from New Mexico State, this the associate head coach uh, Paul Weir. Okay. So he, um, I think he was actually at the All Star game, possibly. I think he was there, and then. Uh, that's when I first like met him, and then okay. he brought the whole New Mexico State um, University pitch to me. Oh wow! Yeah, and and um, the whole thing with that was all I heard. Everything was sweet until I heard you got to sit out a year, and ah. then you, like as a as a kid growing up, you don't want to hear that you have to sit out a year of basketball of yeah. competing. Yeah, like that's what we live for is competing, right? Absolutely. So, from when I heard that, I said no. I, I'm like, nah, it's not happening. Mm. Uh, but he got in contact with my mom. And then uh, if you know my mom, she's really, she's a really like, uh, she's a lot to handle, uh, strong lady. So I guess he gave her the rundown of the two options. And um, it was because if you go to JUCO, you get, after you finish the two years, you have two years of eligibility okay. in D1. Yeah. Instead of if I sit out a year, then I have four years of eligibility, right? Mm. So which one, right? Yeah. And um so she was like oh no he's going he's going he's gonna come to new mexico don't worry about it he's coming mm -hmm. so she made the decision for me basically oh wow yeah and um well, looking back at it now i'm glad she did Absolutely. you know what i mean i'm super thankful for it it opened a lot of opportunities and a lot of doors for me yeah and um you know uh played with a lot of great great dudes and a lot of um made a lot of brothers coming out of there mm -hmm. and 
um, it was an exper- uh, amazing experience for me. Yeah, for sure. And you, you talk about how everything changed. Um, you know, obviously everything happens for a reason, but let's say you didn't go to New Mexico and you ended up going to the JUCO. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you think your career would have panned out the same way? I don't know. Um, I feel like I still would have found a way to be successful. And just with the motivation and hunger that I had, um, just and the love for the game, I felt like I would have figured it out at some point to be um, successful. And knowing that I had two years to prove, um, you know, my worth and how good I was uh, to make it to a Division One. You know, what I mean, that's a added hunger on top of it to you know, shorter window to prove yourself, right? So I felt like still I would have been motivated and hungry, but you never know. Each journey is different. You never know what may have happened on that path. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, that's a what if, and we'll never know. But I'm thankful for this path that I have, I went down. Yeah, it was crazy because you know I obviously you know used to follow college basketball as I still do, and you know that time you're at New Mexico, you had uh, was it four or five Canadians there with you at that time? Yeah, every year that I was there, we had at least four or five Canadians there. Yeah, yeah so Paul, He's, where he loved he loved the Canadians. Then. Yeah, he 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 showed love and represented and. Um, you know, I felt like we, it was it was amazing for all of us. Like for him, great opportunity for him, for us. I felt like we um, really changed the culture there as well. Absolutely. However, we were in Toronto, we brought that same, you know, that same that same flavor, our same slang, everything, and we incorporated it to where we were with our brothers, and it was just uh, made everything amazing. Yeah, and it's crazy because you see a lot of colleges now, and you know, if you look at a powerhouse like Kentucky or Duke. It seems like they have their own subculture out there. So, you know, it's, it's very important, you know, that you, you never really compromise or change yourself regardless of where you play. So it's amazing to hear that you, you know, you guys kind of kept your same roots and what made you guys who you were, which was unique. Yeah, you know? and I think, um, yeah, like, you know, when it's tough when you go somewhere and you're like the only person from that place. Like if you were to go to a different school and it was just me or something like that it would be very hard to now you got to find your niche now and who you kind of gel with a little bit more and while you're doing that you can get lost in the shuffle a little bit mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and i mean it's not a bad thing it's just who you're around and and the people that you're you associate yourself with right Absolutely. and you're just trying to fit in at a point like this is my teammates now these are the guys i'm going to be around so you kind of like conform to some of the things that they do and things like that but Absolutely. Um, with us, it was there's so much of there was so much of us, right? That, um, and so there was a couple of us like from like Toronto as well. So it was, yeah. it was very easy for us to make the transition. You yeah. know what I mean? Like going through it together. We all went through it together. We're yeah. all going through this grind together. The yeah. ups and downs. The being away from your family. You know what I mean? And yeah. not being able. And you're missing so much things. So we're we're together and we're making the best of the experience and. I feel like um, that helped us like tremendously. Nice, nice. So, you know, you're in you're in college. Um, you know, your you know your career's taken off. You you know made the NCAA tournament. Um, was it twice or every year? Every year. Okay. So yeah. So you're having an incredible season over there. You're you know defensive player of the year. You make the tournament. When did the the idea or the thought click in your mind that you had a chance to entertain the NBA? Um. I felt like I had a chance or like to entertain that thought after my junior year. I felt like um, 
I won like the player of the uh, WAC player of the year. And I don't know, I think it was a defensive year. I don't know if it was the same year, but I remember I won defensive player of the year. And I just felt like I was at like, I was playing at an amazing level. Like I, I, that, that past summer, I played, I had my first experiences with like uh, Team Canada. Nice. And just being in that camp and around like all those guys and those coaches and things like that, I felt like it helped me like mentally and physically, you know what I mean? Just being around high talent and everything that they're doing to prepare us, like, you know, for our bodies and um, preparing us for the games and recovery and that kind of stuff. I, I felt like um, that was something that I, I didn't really take serious before. I didn't really know yeah. until I got there and they kind of taught you how to um, take care of your body a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, it ended up being like my best season as far as like all around the board. You know what I mean? Like my numbers scoring wise and everything just bumped up from the past year before. And um, I had a different kind of swag and a different kind of confidence. I felt like, you know, Absolutely. just coming from there, like yeah. if I can play, play with these guys and and still do my thing and people could still see that like I belong. The big thing was going there was a process and I felt like I was like one of the last people invited. Yeah. But, um, you know, Jay Triano seen something in me. And once I've seen that, like somebody actually like believes in me and sees that I got something to offer, then that gave me the confidence as well. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I felt like just I learned so much from him. And uh, he gave me so much confidence that I'm like, man, if he can say he feels like I'm one of the best guys here and he has this confidence in me, then wherever I go, I can, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you go back, I went back with that confidence and his, um, that confidence I used to help for the rest of the team too. You know what I mean? Not only for me just thinking, looking down at everybody, but I felt like I brought that confidence and gave that swag to help the team as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I think we had a great year that year too. Yeah. So Dope, man. So, you know, Dre Triano, for those of you that don't know, he was a former coach of the Toronto Raptors, um, senior men's national coach. So, um, yeah, you had an experience with Team Canada with the Pan Am Games back in 2015. So talk to us a little bit about that experience, playing alongside NBA players such as Tristan Thompson and uh, Kelly Olynyk and Corey Joseph as well. No, don't forget Jamal Murray. Oh, Yo, I got a crazy story with Jamal that one. Jamal Murray. Yo, I have a crazy story with that one. Like, So we go into the camp, right? And he's, he's like 17. It's right before he was going to Kentucky, I think. And uh, you got like... They have Steve Nash and everything there. And I think um, that's when they're really trying to develop him into a one. Like before he's going to Kentucky, Kentucky so, right? Yeah. So um, they were molding him and, and just getting him into that mindset of being a one. And I remember just watching it up close and personal. Because I'd never seen him before that, right? He's yeah. younger. Never seen him before that. And then I'll just never forget when we played. I don't know if it was like in the semifinals or a fi no, finals, I think it was. And I don't even remember who we were playing. We were just playing. We were playing grown ass men, right? Yeah, we were playing yeah. men, and he's seventeen. And I remember it was like me, me. I think Junior was on the bench. Uh, Melvin, we were like on the bench, was watching. And I remember like just having a towel on your knees, just getting your knees ready, right? Getting warm. Yeah. But just watching him do that, and he was just the same way how he's playing right now. He was doing the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Same confidence. 
pulling up, Trey Bogue, crossover, cross sidestep, same thing. I'm watching this, and we're just looking at each other every time, like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, he, he's special. I'll never yeah. forget that. I remember I was telling my friends and just family, like, yo, he's special, man. Yeah. Like, you know, that was one of those times where you look at me, you're like, you want to go in? I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm watching him do his thing. Like, yeah. this, is, this is amazing to see. So, like, seeing all of this now that he's doing, like, it's amazing. But it's like, I'm not even surprised because this, this, I'm seeing him, I was seeing him do this before. Mm. You know what I mean? Now he's just doing it at a higher level. Like, you're just seeing him mature and develop even more. Yeah. He's just polishing his skills. And, and it's amazing to, to, to see and to watch. So, that was my great... Pan Am experience along uh, alongside winning uh, silver medal as well. Yeah, you know yeah, absolutely. And you know Jamal, his career took off from that day or even before. But went to Kentucky, had a great a great campaign there, and now he's playing in the Western Conference Finals. So turning to the NBA talk, man, um, who is your uh, contender for the NBA title right now? Um, well, obviously the Lakers, but um, uh, I just like. I like what the Denver Nuggets have been doing the whole this whole playoffs. I just I like the fact that they're all confident in themselves and are not afraid of that moment or are not afraid to go up against Kawhi or PG or now LeBron. You know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes you have some guys on teams that no matter uh, whoever they're playing, they want to give it up to the other guys before the the, 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 the series even starts, bro. It's like, yeah. yeah, okay, you respect him, but, like, you're at the end of the day, you're you're trying to get that championship as well. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So absolutely. Uh, when I watched their um, uh, Jamal and Jokic's interview after they won against uh, the Clippers, and there was they asked him a question about, like, seeing LeBron, and then I just remember uh, – Jamal and them was just like, well, they got to play out. They got to see us too. Like they got to play us and defend yeah. us too. And I was like, yeah. yo, I like that. That mentality is what I like. You know what I mean? And they're not afraid of that, that moment. And they feel that they're as good, if not better, which you should, if that's the mentality you, you need to have, if you want to win a championship. Right. Yeah. So I would say like, um, I like them and, uh, it's just the storylines for LeBron winning a championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, I really like watching Miami. Yes, sir. Because they're just, uh, they're, I like, you know what I'm saying, the way how we grew up is like, we're dogs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We not, nothing was given to us. We're dogs. Anywhere we go, we're scrappy. We play hard all the time. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, Miami, excuse me, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all those guys go out, and go hard and compete. Both sides of the ball. Absolutely. I like that. They both sides of the ball, you know what I mean? Not just one side. They all compete and even if they're not a great defenders, they still try. You know what I mean? It's about it's about trying and the effort. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like um on both sides, man, we're we're seeing great basketball. You know, I feel like the skill that we see from, you know, not only Jamal Murray but Jokic as well. And then on the next side, you know, we got LeBron and A D, which you know, they're 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 causing a tandem right there. But, um, yeah, I, I love, um, you know, obviously I, I was gunning for Milwaukee. They actually didn't get the job done. Um, but uh, Miami's a strong candidate. You know, they have hungry guys that are, you know, going to do the job. And, you know, they have a great coach that runs a really nice system. So it's it's going to be interesting to see them get, you know, if they can get to pass Boston into the finals. Yeah, I was really, I was really gunning for the Raps, though, to make another run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I, 
I, I, I called that from like the beginning. I was just like, man, I, I can, I honestly thought that they, you know, they had another run in them. Yeah. You know, without Kawhi, I felt like they had another run with them to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and the finals. You know what I mean? And I just felt like I was confident with whoever they would play um, in the West, even, even against the Lakers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy because the Raptors match up well with all the, the top prominent teams in the league. So right. that's that's like a really good advantage. And then, you know, they, they throw different things at you from a defensive standpoint, whether it's a, a box and one like they did on Steph Curry back in um, the 2019 NBA Finals, or, you know, they go into a zone. So Nick Nurse always tries to keep the, you know, opposing team on their toes, which is, you know, an advantage that the Raptors, uh, you know, share. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's crazy to see, you know, the NBA during, obviously, the global pandemic. But, you know, there's a, another pandemic that arised, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter campaign and movement. So, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're a family guy right now and you're, you're raising a beautiful daughter. So I would love to, you know, for you to kind of share that experience of, of parenting in a, in a climate as a delicate as this. Yeah, like, um, especially during a time like this, you know, when you're growing up and our parents are telling us, um, you know, about some of these things and we're going through our own experiences and they're just trying to, when our parents are trying to warn us about certain things and um, when we're, especially as being, you know, young black men going outside, us playing basketball and just being on the street, you have to, have to watch your back, not only from other people, but, you know, from uh authorities such as police officers and things like that you know what i mean and it's like it's just crazy to me that when you step outside or you go into a car your mom has to tell you make sure you're not riding in the car with your hood on or you don't have a do-rag on like why is it only for us that we have to worry about that like we're not doing anything but why do we feel like we have to change our appearance our appearance for somebody else just so we don't get bothered possibly you know what i mean and it's just like dealing with some of those frustrations um that it's crazy to me that it's still going on and now me being a father and um seeing some of history repeats itself is actually pretty scary you know just to be raising a child in this climate period and you know my daughter's still pretty small she's two but it's still certain things that you know as parents you worry about you know what I mean? That she doesn't run into, um, you know, people picking on her or, you know, bullying her for the color of her skin. You know what I mean? Or like texture of her hair or something like that. Um, and so I would say it's frustrating, but it's something that, you know, I keep in mind that every each and every year she gets old, no matter how young she is, you try to instill, you know, um, just that confidence in her and that, you know, to teach her and her and them that their skin is beautiful hair is beautiful they're beautiful period and you know that um we shouldn't have to conceal ourselves for anybody you know what i mean so yeah, it's and i think that's important um you know knowledge of self like you spoke about earlier on in your childhood and you know your respective background but also now you know you kind of having a daughter and instilling that uh that that self-confidence and you know, so she sees that self-worth in herself, right. you know, so she can go outside and, and feel unique in her own skin. You know, right. I think that's very important for, for parents across different, you know, um, ethnic groups, whether it's black, white, Asian, you know, so that's um, that's pretty big. So, um, you know, obviously when you're playing basketball professionally, man, um, 
how does that you know take a toll on you when you're obviously away from your daughter yeah that um that takes a, a you know a big toll on you especially you know at first just being away from family period and especially continue on with like the black lives matter and like the racism part of the thing is when you go over there it's a different it's a different world as well right you might go to a certain like a specific spot that you know there's not a lot of people that look like us right and it for the people that do it's like well they know we all play basketball right so it's either it can be it could be up or down it's like one of those things where it's like oh they play basketball so you know we'll you get treated differently regardless, whether it's in a good way or a bad, a bad way. way yep. You know what I mean? You might get treated, oh, he's a, he's good, he's a great athlete. Oh, here you go, here you go, Thanks, thank you for being here, blah, blah, blah. Or you can get, oh, he's a basketball player, he thinks he knows it all, he thinks he's, he's the best, higher than everybody else, which is wrong. But yeah. then they start to treat you a different way and uh, talk about you in their own language and things like that or... You know what I mean? Just are, are cold and not welcoming. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is also frustrating and you have to, it's uh, part of being a pro. It's sad to say that like you kind of have to like ignore that because it shouldn't happen, period. But it's, it's you have to kind of ignore that and to continue on to be a pro, right? And um, so being away, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes with it. You know what I mean? Because you're missing a lot of family things, like family events that's going on, birthdays, holidays, you know, things like that. And if you if you keep a close eye to it, it can really destroy, you know, destroy you a little bit because now you're like, man, I'm missing home. I can't do this. But so you got to have a strong mental and uh, to be able to keep yourself occupied with and understand that this is a sacrifice for a common goal of you providing for your family and then um, providing a better future, you know what I mean, for your family as well. And in my case, having a, a young one, um, knowing that it's not about you anymore, you know what I mean? Like now it doesn't matter. Sometimes you might not want to get up for that practice, but you got to understand it's not for you. You know what I mean? You're, you're, if you're going to sacrifice being away from her, then I think you should fully commit to your job and to being a pro and understanding what, uh, you sacrifice for and um, that it's worth it. So I feel like that's just something that um, if you're going to be involved in this field, that you have to look yourself in the mirror and be honest and, and tell you, ask yourself if you really think that you can handle this and um, just know what the, the end goal is. Absolutely. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes your dreams are not as big as, you know, your family's dreams or, you right. know, your dreams are bigger than yourself, you know, and you might have to sacrifice for the betterment of your family and your family structure. And obviously you've been doing a great job on um, what, you know, you have great leadership in that, that aspect and, you know, having, you know, younger brothers that are, you know, doing well and business ventures of that kind as well. So, um, you know, I've been in communications with you throughout the past couple months and, you know, you've been an avid guy that's been, you know, advocating for change and, you know, community development as well as a business venture so let's talk a little bit about your brand man yeah um yeah it was like I, I came up with this brand uh called unlock souls it was um it came about actually like um you know the beginning of my professional career um you know being over the waters you have so much time on your hand you know what i mean and uh for me it started 
um, not physically, but more mentally, I think, you know, just having that time on your hands. And then sometimes it takes a toll on you mentally, you know what I mean? And um, some things can have effects on your your performance, you know what I mean? Just because you might be in your in your head too much or just overthinking about a lot of things. And I feel like with me, that was a, a big issue for me. This I just, just overthink everything so much, you know what I mean? Just as far as playing, just putting so much pressure on myself because we naturally we do that right mm -hmm. we we put in as much work as we do so we put that pressure on ourselves because we want to be great you know what i mean we want to see our work uh, manifest on the on the floor so we put that pressure and sometimes you know we just have to tell ourselves to relax you know take a breath and just enjoy the moment just be in the present moment you know what i mean so i think for me that's how it kind of started and with more of playing you know what I mean? Like um, just understanding and noticing that one way when you play in an official game, you kind of play a little bit differently, um, whether it's open gym or something. Like, yeah, for instance, runs. shooting the ball. Yeah. Right. So when you play with your friends or you're in you're practicing and you have that confidence in making shots. But then when you get into the game, you might you may miss a shot now. So now it's hindering you for shooting even more. Now you're in your head instead of understanding the work that you put in like day in and day out and you've made these shots countless amount of times yeah so instead of saying like i'm gonna make the next shot now you're just thinking more i can't miss this shot mm. you know what i mean you're just thinking i can't miss this shot if i yeah. miss this shot now he's just gonna leave me open and it's yeah. gonna be yeah it's just gonna be a worse breakdown for the rest of the team right so you get in your own head and you hinder yourself from the beginning you know what i mean and i feel like um, that's how it started, but I would say like the, the nef definition of it would be like um, it stands for just being like a hundred percent, the hundred percent authentic version of yourself. You know what I mean? Without feeling like you have to mask or conceal like a certain feeling. You know, for for like any area of yourself for anybody, right? Yeah. And basically, like unlocking your soul is like freeing yourself from the constraints of your own mind. What I mean, because we tend to be in our head so much Absolutely. that we tend to block our blessings. You know yeah. what I mean? And being in your head, it, it, you end it before you even start it, right? Yeah. So you know, it's just being able to have that confidence in yourself, and just being able to be com comfortable in any situation, whether it's a pressured um, situation or like the 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 game or something is heightened. You know what I mean? Just being able to be comfortable and knowing that you know you have that confidence to thrive through. Mm. That's deep, man. Um, I think it's really important to to hone in on, you know, the work that you put in in any field. Um, they say repetition is the father of learning. So let's say you put in, you know, 10,000 hours into the gym yep. and then you're, you're second guessing taking an open shot. You know, sometimes it's, you know, going through those reference points where you're like, damn, I put this work in. Right. So, you know, you know, you can hit that shot. Right. You know, so I can definitely adhere to that, man, because I feel like, in basketball, you, you make one turnover, right, and you're on yourself. Right, and then for me, that was a big thing for me growing up is I was so, like, on, on, on like, emotion and on edge where because I instilled so much, like, I don't know, so much belief and faith in myself just from the hard work is, like, I turned the ball over and I let it affect me the rest of the game. Mm. I had a big problem with, like, uh, my body language and just letting things affect me and then I just remember like I remember my mom always used to be like continue on next play and then 
also coach Paul Weir, he that was a big thing. He was like, man, you you got to understand that people see your body language first, right? And even though it has nothing to do with anybody else, and I'm mad at myself, but it's how you move on. You know what I mean? You got to be in the present moment. You can't dwell on the past. That's gone. So you can only get it back, right? Mm -hmm. So I felt like um, everything of all those experiences correlated with this, with the brand and how I came up with everything. And um, it for me, um, I know I got the I got the merch and everything coming out with it, but that's just because I enjoy, uh, you know, dressing up and the clothes side of it. And I just yeah. I feel like I could put trip together. So oh, I just feel like I, you know what I mean. For sure. And so that's how that part came about. But it's also it started with me with the mental side of it. You know what mm. I mean? And having those mental thoughts about shooting the ball and things like that and performance. And then furthermore, when I got hurt in twenty uh, twenty eighteen. Mm. After my second uh, professional season, I had a knee injury, um, which knocked me out for a whole year. Um, it was like I had cartilage damage here. I had uh, like quarter-sized cartilage missing. So I had to get the surgery. I had microfracture surgery, and so I, had, I was out for the whole year. So, you know, um, when you have an injury, for those that haven't had one, when you have a, like a serious injury like that and you go from playing, playing, and doing well – the next thing you know, a doctor tells you you're out for the year. You know what I mean? And now a whole bunch of things starts to uh, resonate in your mind. You start to think about, oh, man, uh, now the financial part, you're not getting paid for a year, right? Yeah. And you then, so that's like taking care of you and your family, yeah. right? And then the surgery in itself, you might not, you might not, the, the type of surgery that I had in the injury is like you may not come back. Uh, the same, same way, way yeah. as you, how you were before, right? Which for me, a big part of my game was athleticism, right? So you start to think about all that kind of stuff and it starts to like, uh, torture you in your mind, right? And I just remember um, it came a point in time where I was just like, I was in a dark place. I just wanted to get away from everything social media. Like, you know what I mean? Because now you start to see everybody signing here, signing here, playing there, playing there. And it's like, you know, you're happy for everybody, but you can't enjoy the same thing. And you're just seeing, and because you're hurt, all you have is your phone and you're just on it, on it, on it. And it's, it's negatively affecting you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, I'm gonna get off of it. Got off of everything. Um, then started watching, like trying to educate myself on like, um, cryptocurrency, like, uh, eating better. You know what I mean? I started figuring out, uh, you got to eat better for your body, you know, certain things to cut out and started incorporating other things more. And um, I think that kind of helped me. That kind of helped me focus my energy elsewhere along with when I was off of crutches because I was on crutches for two months. Okay. And so while I was getting off of crutches and I was able to start doing things more, help me help motivate me. Mm -hmm. But I had those motivations as well. And um, I feel like uh, that injury mentally helped me a lot you know what i mean tapped in tapped me back into reading um i used to love reading growing up but that because i had to slow down and i couldn't do much i had to focus on certain things so now got back into reading uh into writing and um i discovered like uh like meditating which is a big thing for me now you know meditating and just um i read this book it's called the mindful athlete by wow. George Mumford, it's like um, he's oh yeah, okay. amazing book, and uh, um, it just talked about 
basically, I felt like what he was talking about was everything I was going through. You know what I mean? Just trying to be in the moment, the present, and the present, and not dwelling on the past, and then incorporating meditation and how it can be, um, you know, healthy for you and help you moving forward and just like mentally compartmentalizing everything, right? So um, I got into all that stuff and like mentally and spiritually, it helped me and, um, you know, uh, helped me in all aspects of my life, I felt like. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that you say that because I feel like I can relate to you on a, the hundredth degree because during COVID, obviously that was my time where I was like every day I was going, I was going, I was going, doing different right. things. But then I was like still like you know, and I I used that time for myself to like you said, stop ignoring the red flags, like reading, right. you know, getting back into your your way of living, you know, eating better, you know making yourself, you know, taking different things in the world that's going on. You know what I mean? And I feel like in our society sometimes we're we're always on the go that sometimes we ignore some of the things that make the biggest difference. So, right. you know, I think COVID gave me that um, same experience that you had where I can, you know, just tap into different books and, you know, look at different authors and, you know, get into, you know, film writing and things like that. So, you know, it's it's crazy that, you know, sometimes in life we have to, go through, you know, those big moments that allow us to see the bigger picture. So it's all about perspective, you right. know, because I feel like, you know, had you not got that injury, mm-hmm. you know, who says, you know, you would have been on this great path with your brand and, right. you know, right. reading and tapping into a different way of living. Right. And I agree because um, I always love to say that, uh, that injury, it, um, you know, obviously you never want to get injured or anything, but it helped me a lot. Like, uh uh, that year when I got hurt, then I found out I was having my daughter, right? So, and I was able to be there. Usually I'd be on the road, but I was able to be there for that year. Mm. So, like, that helped me in that aspect. And then, excuse me, and then also it um it kind of slowed me down. You know what I mean? Because I felt like right after college, I was just playing basketball nonstop. You know what I mean? Like, nonstop. Because once you get out of college now, you're back home. Uh because usually I would have stayed at school for the summertime, but now I'm back home. So now I'm excited to play in all the tournaments back home. You know what I mean? I want to be involved in everything. So coming straight from there, I played the whole summer into going to Germany. Then I played that summer after the the season in Germany and China. Yeah, you did the double. Yeah, I did I the double. Yeah. I, did the, I did the double, and then I played like – for like a month or two there and then I came back home and that was my best summer like I feel like in the, in the city in the summer yeah and I came back played that whole that whole summer into um going to Finland right and that year in Finland we played in two different leagues we played in like the domestic league and then we played in uh, uh the first year Champions League okay so we played a lot of games a lot of traveling and um so you know over there sometimes you don't have the right recovery and everything that you need so you're just playing, going, going, and you're still young. So you do what you do, but it's not fully what you need to do, like as far as like sleeping as much, yeah. drinking as much water, things like that, you know what I mean? And so I was just nonstop, and I think that like attributed to that injury, And um, but it helped me slow down, like as far as like uh, playing-wise and just thinking about my body when coming back home and understanding rest is key, and then... Um, it helped me obviously mentally and spiritually as well. Man, that's dope, man. So 
Damn, it seems like, you know, you're a vet in the game of, of basketball, man. You know, so obviously now um, going into, is it your eighth year? Eighth, no, it's six, six. Your sixth season, um, you know, what are things that you kind of instill for the, the younger generation of, you know, athletes that are now entering their first season overseas or, or professionally? What are some words of wisdom you can give to the young athletes of this generation? Um, first and foremost is to... Just whenever you know where you're going, just to make sure you lock in and focus and not to waste any time. You know what I mean? You go over there, um, you're going over there to perform to the, the best of your abilities and, you know, trying to get another contract the next year of of trying to get paid more and moving up the ladder. That's what it's about. It's a, And you got to understand it's a business. You know what I mean? Like no matter how friendly the the coaches or the the staff may be initially when they when they want you to get there you got to understand of course that's just a ploy for you to get there and to make everything seem good but when you get there it's not always always peaches and creams right Mm -hmm. you gotta focus in and never get comfortable that's a big thing like no matter what you're playing well for you know i mean a couple games a couple weeks months playing well but never stay comfortable because um, you know, in this world and in this field, it's like, uh, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. And it's like, no matter what you did for like the club or your school, the moment you have sort of like a um, like a cold spell, it's like they it's the next man up and they all and they just forget about everything that you put in, like the work that you put in and everything that you've done. So just keep focused, um, stay locked in. And uh, understand it's a business. Um, and, yeah, I would say that's, like, the biggest part. Oh, and to um, take care of your body. You know what I mean? At a very early age, take care of your body. Because I, le- I learned the hard way. So now whenever I see the, the younger guys, I try to tell them to take care of their body and stretch, roll out the recovery. The pre and then the recovery is very key. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what I would stress, like, the most. Yeah, dope, man. Dope. A lot of you young viewers out there, there's some gems from, you know, the the OG himself. So, um, you know, obviously growing up in Scarborough, um, you're at a point now where you can send that ladder back down and give back to the, the next generation. So what are some ways that you, you know, influence or inspire um the youth of tomorrow and the community? Um, I think it's it's about um just being able to teach them every opportunity. Like if if I could go somewhere and um, play or watch the kid play and I could see something that I could help him with, is giving him that words of, of wisdom, you know what I mean? Trying to help him uh, dodge some of the obstacles that maybe I ran through, you know what I mean? And just kind of like, it's, for, it's, it's our job to kind of like tell them and to kind of warn them about and guide them, you know what I mean, in a certain way um, so they can avoid certain things that we went through, you yeah. know what I mean? Because um, it's a lot of, when we were growing up, you know, people tell you things like, you know, save your money or or make sure you focus on school or whatever, whatnot, but they don't really take the time to teach you and show you what they really mean. So if we can get down and be in the field with them and, and you know, grind with them at the same time and show them the difference of you know doing this from doing that then i feel like they will really 
understand because I feel like um, the youth now, especially, they listen more when they know that you've been through some of the same things that they've been through. Like when they can see it for themselves and they can touch you and see, then I feel like it's, it's, that's where that respect comes from and where they, uh, where we get their attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, rather than just maybe telling them something and they're like, oh, it's just another per, just another old, old head telling me that whatever, whatever. But if they could see, if they could see you doing it and, um, you know, they can, you could show them some of the mistakes and then show, show them how you came back from that mistake. Then that's when it's like the belief comes in and they feel like I could do this and I understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they, they, you get that respect too. It's like that, that stamps like, okay, he's official. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see the work that he put in. I didn't see his life take off and, you know, the steps that he took to get here. And he came from a similar place. Cause I think that's really important. Cause like we said, when we we're coming up, a guy like you or like Coombs or Marvell, those are the guys that we're looking up to in our respective community. We're like, damn, they're doing this here. That's where we want to get to. Right. You know, so I, like I said, it's, it's very important as a, as an older guy or an OG to really, you know, be there and be present. You know what I mean? Don't just, you know, show up once a year, you know, granted how busy you are, but try to keep that connection, you know, with the youth and, help encourage them and any way you can support them. You know, I think that goes a long way, man, you know? And, like, um, checking in on them, too. You know what I mean? Like, um, just every couple of weeks or whatever, just trying to check in on them just to make sure they're good. Because you, we, sometimes we don't think that it means a lot. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're probably like, oh, we're just kind of bothering them or just, like, checking mm-hmm. in on them. But, like, to some people, it really, it really means a lot for them. You know what I mean? Like, I know when I got old Jesus checking in, and that's, you know, I mean, making sure I'm doing what I'm doing or staying on me and telling me, you know, I'm proud of you for doing this or doing that. I feel like that makes you feel good inside. You know what I mean? That makes sure. you feel like that makes you feel like you're doing something right. And mm-hmm. and somebody's also seeing your vision and, and wants the best from you for you genuinely, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because we we didn't grow up around that. Like, you know, you know, when you're in an environment where, you know, everybody looks at at, at you as like competition it's hard for people to uplift them and i think that's a big thing in our community the black community it's it's hard for us to congratulate each right. other uplift our our brothers you know and i feel like we look at everybody as competition every time but you know i feel it, it starts with guys like us that are you know going to break that cycle and you know congratulate or you know give people their flowers when they deserve it you know what i mean I, I'm, I'm very big of you know uplifting people and not trying to tear people down whatever it is that you're doing, if it's, if it's music, if it's clothing, if it's sports, if, if it's even, you know, you being passionate about something, going to school for something like right. that, like right. that's big coming where we come from. You know, nah. we don't, we don't get to the degrees. We go to funerals, you know? Right. Right. So it's like to see guys really commit and lock in and, and, and just start something from the ground up and just keep building. That's, that's, that's success in itself. So I feel like it's very important that we continue to, you know, like you said, man, give people their flowers and uplift people, man. You know what I mean? For yourself, like I said, you're, you're an OG, but you're somebody that, you know, I always admired from afar, you know, being a, an, an athlete, but just being a staple header in, in our community and showing guys like us that, you know, we can keep that dream alive. Yeah, and that's uh, something that I wanted to make sure that, you know, I know I tell you all the time, but I want to tell you right here and right now that, you know, I'm super proud of you. And I just want to give you your flowers now because you've always been you know, that positive light in the community no matter where you go. You know what I mean? If you go here to go play ball, go here to play ball. But I always see you 
uplifting everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter in the heat of the battle, somebody's getting down on themselves. And I see you, you're the first guy to like, yo, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, next play, keep going. So like, you know what I mean? It's just guys like you that are doing this in the community, you know, um, you know, you're just one of those guys that's involved in it's, uh, as a staple. And we need more guys like you in the community that's congratulating our brothers and our sisters, you know what I mean? And understanding that, yeah, we're competing, but we also want to uplift each other. And mm -hmm. if we can come together and do it, because we're stronger together, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So the we want to be as strong as, a, uh, we want to be a strong unit. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's not all about, oh, look what I can do over here. Look what I can do. It's about look what we can do together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's also another thing. I got to give it up to Tui as well. Absolutely. Because he's a OG and we've seen him, we've seen him play. We've seen him on both sides, right? We've seen him in the field playing, competing. And then we've seen him on the other side, on this side right here. And he's yeah. giving guys like us the confidence to be like, yo, we've seen him. He was nice. We've seen him, we've seen him kill. Yeah. You know, and compete, and then now we see him on this side right here, and yeah. he's doing amazing things, and he's just Absolutely. showing that, you know, us as brothers, we can jump into these barriers and get into these fields and and still be successful. Yeah, for sure. Shout out Tui one time, man. With shout um, out the guy, you know, with the uh, life after basketball, you know, something he got going on where he's he's showing a lot of these athletes, you know, different sides and getting into different business ventures of those sorts. So. Shout out to Inara Inara, man. It's love from afar, but you're always one guy that, you know, you're always here. So we just want to sh send you love from the podcast and culture conversation, bro. Love. And, um, oh, yeah. Always. And, yeah, man. So, you know, usually I end my last, you know, question on, um, you know, your words of wisdom to the youth or your message to the youth. So um, I'm going to give you this time to, you know, just say or send your message out to the youth. Um, I mean, like I said before, like for um, all the youth, um, you know, I just advise you guys to whatever it is, it's not only not only sports, whatever you're into um, is to lock in, you know what I mean? Focus on what you really are trying to accomplish. And if if it means shelving yourself away from some people and, you know, being in your space and, and really focusing in and, um, you know, you got to um get away from some people for a little bit, then so be it. But if those guys are really your friends, they'll understand. And then when you come out uh, with your vision and what you've been working on, then it'll all uh, manifest and pay off. So say lock in, uh, focus focus up, and, um, you know, just uh, make sure, keep your mental strong as well. Try to try to incorporate some, some meditation to help and, you know, um, read, read a lot of books and... Um, that's what I, that's the biggest message I would say. For sure. You heard it from none other than Daniel Mullins, man. Um, just quick, uh, I'm going to let you let these guys know the audience where they can find you online, your Instagram handle, and um, just different ways they can stay connected to you from afar. Um, yeah, you could um, follow me at uh, Ricky Hendricks on Instagram. Um, also, um, my, um, my brand page as well, Unlock Souls uh, underscore. And um, look for a lot of a lot more content coming out. Starting to build it up, and um, it's a lot of big things ahead. So um, stay tuned. Absolutely, as well as a big shout out to Noir and Noir for setting this up and Life After Basketball. Stay tuned. Uh, content coming soon, 
as well as we are checking out from episode four of A Culture Conversation. I'm your host, none other than Twin GQ. All right. See y'all next week. Peace. Sir.